The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Filter with me, Jim Norton. Well, you just said UFC filtered. Did I? Yeah. I guess, oh, let's start over. I'm fucking half asleep. I like that. On today's show, you have my pal, Matt Serra. Hi. And me talking to Cowboy Cerrone. He calls in. His dogs are involved. And we have Bob Saget on the phones. What a show. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. You hear that? Me smacking my list? I did. I like it. It's a good way to start. Fucking, I love espresso. I love it. Sorry to mose in here, mose in here like I got all the time in the world. I didn't realize. You're fine. I didn't realize it was so late. You come in whenever you want. I always walk in late. Today's the first day I was actually early. And um, I feel bad. I'm wearing a tank top, and you're facing my mutant arm. You notice this one's... I showed you my arms before. I, I wouldn't have I noticed flexed. that if you, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't it, diminish your strength at all. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't mess with that, but it, I look a little bit like a mutant on my right side. I used to have two of those. I showed you. Look at that fucking thing. Yeah. That's a good looking arm. No one notices That's it. That's a good looking No yeah. one notices it. I got a mutant arm, but it's very freeing. And more importantly, that, that uh, more importantly, I don't know. I'm a dangerous guy, whether I'm defined or not. What's new? I'm okay, man. I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm fucking tired. We got Cowboy <laughs> calling in in five minutes, which I'm very psyched that we got Cowboy on the Yeah, and Cowboy's, uh, he's fighting Rick Story, man. And and I'm such a moron. I mean, I'm, everybody's so excited about the, the, the and myself included, uh, with the, the fight with Connor and uh, Diaz this weekend. I'm really The undercard, I didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even know Cowboy's fighting uh, up until recently. Rick, and he's fighting Rick Story, which is a, a tough, tough fight, man. Rick Story's a tough dude. Yeah, I watched the. Uh, he, he's a very, very tough dude, and that. Uh, you familiar he, with him? Or no? Yeah, yeah. I was. It's funny. I was. I just watched the. Uh, I think he handed uh, Gunnar Nelson his first loss, and it's so funny when you watch it. He. I thought he was very dominant in that fight, and it was once again not his first. Uh, he lost to Damian uh, Meyer also. Uh, did he really? Uh, Gunnar. Gunnar. Lost Why did I think Meyer. that was his first loss? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably an idiot. But, uh, that's why. That's why I don't I have an answer. I, I just know. I just know because I watched his fight with. Um, Which loss was first? I watched Gunnar Nelson. Uh, uh, Gunnar Nelson lost to uh, Damian Meyer first. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, no, Rick Story was his first loss. Oh, was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. Say, wait, let go, let's go over that again. Who and where? Rick Story did hand Gunnar Nelson his first loss. Am I correct? Oh, he, yes. Yeah, he hand. Oh, okay. Okay. They, what did I say? You said that Damian Maya beat uh, Gunnar Nelson. He did. I guess that was after that. He did. It was a Rick Story loss. Then he beat Brandon Thatch, and then he yes. lost to Damian Maya. Okay. So ah. I was saying during the uh, the Gunnar Nelson fight. Uh, I thought he dominated that fight, Rick Story. I thought he was very, he was tenacious. I mean, Gunnar Nelson was was really good early on, but I, I thought it was clearly a win, and it was another fucking split decision. But like one of the judges is forty nine forty six. I'm like, how? I maybe I just don't see it well, but I don't understand how some of these judges see it and his split decision. You know what's funny with uh with that Gunnar Nelson? Yeah, first of all, what, what that kid's a... a Does he remind you of Connor the way he fights a little bit? That that, that weird open they're, stance? They're, they're boys, no? Aren't they? Uh, is that a karate stance? I, I don't understand. Yeah, he's got that, that weird open... Uh, yeah, he's got he reminds a, me of Connor. But uh, but he's got excellent uh, jujitsu. And um, it's funny. He he actually tweeted a, uh, saw a picture of myself. It was him. And I remember this too. It's, it was in Manchester, England. And the pictures is him rolling with Eddie Bravo. You know Eddie Bravo? Sure, sure. He's Joe's and, uh, uh, Yeah, he's Joe's buddy. And this was in Manchester. And I'm in the background, like in the doorway. It was in a hotel room in Manchester. And I was about to go out to get lunch with... Uh, I just got the title. This was it must have been UFC 70. Uh, because I was uh, I just won the title. And I went over to Manchester just to chill and, and whatnot. And, uh, and we were just afterwards, I was waiting to go out to eat with, uh, me, Eddie and, and, uh, and Joe, we're going to Joe Rogan. We're going to go get some, get some lunch somewhere in, in, in the, uh, in town. So I was waiting, Eddie wanted to get a sweat out. So he was rolling with some kids. One of them, that ki- one kid was actually Gunnar Nelson. Oh. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I know it's a long, uh, long no, but, it's, it, 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 but it's funny. Cause it threw me, I'm like, holy, I'm like, man, that feels like it was yesterday. Now this, this kid that he was rolling with in the, in the, uh, in the dressing room is uh, in the UFC and doing well. So that's, it's funny, man. Well, someone just tweeted a photo and they Instagrammed a photo of me at the Stress Factory Comedy Club. And in the background is Mickey Gall. He's in the photo with it. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, apparently yeah. he was a fan and he had come to see my stand-up. So the guy tweeted the photo and he put a circle. He goes, Mickey Gall. And he goes, Mickey, we'll talk to you guys. When is that fight coming up, by the way? Uh, that is coming up, I think, uh, at 2.03. Oh, wow. I think we have... a uh, cowboy coming in. Here. Yes, Call he's in. calling in. Hello. Hello. Uh, cowboy? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. It's Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How are you? What's up, Cowboy? What's going on, guys? Where are you now? Sitting on Lake Mead. What are you, on a, a, on a jet ski, a boogie board? What do you got going on this morning, man? Yeah, I'm, I've been out since 5 o'clock this morning. I wake bud. Man, he's always doing something. Early bird gets the worm, baby. Early bird gets the worm. No, that's true, man. Dude, you're always doing something. Well, let me, let me tell you. What's your hobbies with all the... Uh, Whatever you want to call it, the extreme sports, you do a lot of crazy shit. Uh, do you go through uh, stages of you're into a certain thing right now, or is it a seasonal thing? Or like, man, I'm really into. Yeah, definitely seasonal. It's definitely seasonal. Definitely a season. I mean, yeah, I mean, come uh, here in Vegas, we can run the boat till about October, but man, September kind of is the end of the boat season. It gets real cold, so uh, yeah, we're we're kind of dwelling the end of wakeboarding season. But then the funny thing about that water is it turns in the snow and then we go play on it so uh let me ask you yeah. with, with with all the, the the playing on the boards do you do the um the snowboarding also yeah snowboard but i like snowmobiling that's that's my uh my all-time favorite thing to do yeah see that's something i could try yeah. i tried that snowboarding and i said you know what man if I, maybe like in my 20s or even early 30s but dude fuck that over 40 snowboarding shit i'd have to you'd have to break your ass a thousand times to get good at that no it takes time uh 
know, I think anything takes time, but I feel like I'm blessed as a natural athlete, you know, so I kind of always, uh, always was good at doing weird, crazy shit. So, but snowmobiling, snowmobiling is my, my absolute favorite thing to do on the snow, you know, um, yeah, love it. It's crazy, you know, like I just go to the top of that mountain and you rip it and roar. What do you like to do that isn't dangerous? <laughs> that's a good question, Jimmy. Yeah, like what do you like to do that's really relaxing that I could kind of relate to? I guess I'd be maybe fishing. Like if the water went to shit when I was out here wakeboarding, we'd just go ahead and maybe try fishing. Is that kind of how you relax? Like the one thing you do that's just calming? Yeah, I guess you could you could go with that. Sure. Skydiving would probably be the most common thing I do. How often do you do that? Like internally. Lately, quite often. What? Sorry, my dogs are acting foolish this morning out in the water. So, How many dogs uh, you got? I got two lads with me right now. Both of my duck hunting dogs. The closest yeah. I came to duck hunting is that duck hunt back in, the, back in the day with Nintendo. You ever come out duck hunting with me? I, I get the birds coming in. and uh, I'm not that good with a gun, man. Game and my dogs are laughing at you. Uh, maybe I'll take you up yeah, on that. All right. I'd be like my cousin Vinny with that shit. I'd be fucking awful. But yeah. listen. I've duck hunted, but I do it with a hammer. <laughs> He's there walking in yeah, a row right. and he we'll just bring, picks them we'll off. bring him in for you. Listen, come on, man. You're fighting. Listen, they're talking about exciting shit. You're fighting this weekend. You got uh, you got Rick Story, who's a, who's also he's a fucking monster. He's he's definitely an obstacle. What 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 are we feeling, man? I know you guys are, are big with fucking game plans. Uh, are you going to be more of just a, a feeling it out type of guy? You got some go to shit. I'm not talking about giving away your strategy, but you know, Rick, one dimensional fighter, man. He's kind of the old school mentality. He's the old brawler, man. He's wrestling against the cage. He's kind of. Rudimentary, I'd like to say his uh, jiu-jitsu is not really there at all, and the striking is just like a real looping punch, overhand kind of guy. So uh, it's kind of a tailor-made fight for me to go out there and showcase my skills, you know, take him down if I want, push the pressure, knees, head kicks are all there. Well, we were talking about the Gunnar Nelson fight uh, earlier, and, and it seemed like every time uh, like, like Nelson seemed to want to take him down, but it just wasn't working out. It seemed like every time he came in, he was paying for it. So are you kind of worried you won't be able to get in? Um, no, I, I'd rather stand and fight. So it's not my game plan to take him down. So I, I plan on rocking soft and robot in his ass. And why the move to welterweight? Oh, why not? Did you just get why sick not? of cutting? No, I mean, I'm still, I'm going back to 55 after, uh, after this is all said and done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this fight right now and then, uh, go to 55 next. Right after this fight. I'm trying to go to New York. I'm trying to get New York at 55. Oh, man. Well, who do you want to yeah. fight at 55. Eddie Alvarez. Well, sh oh, shit, okay. man. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, you did hand him his. Uh, you you did wel you welcomed him to the UFC, didn't you? Weren't you his first fight? Yeah, That's I did. Right. He welcomed him, gave him his first loss. Yeah, you know. I mean, shit. That that that's something that could be very exciting. But obviously this weekend with Rick Story. I mean, Rick Story, when that guy shows up, he shows up hard. So I mean, I mean, you sound like you shit. got him definitely. Absolutely. Figured I'm not out. by any means. Yeah, definitely not overlooking anybody. You know, looking. I'm just going out there to have fun, man. You know that, brother. I, I like, thoroughly enjoy what I do. Nah, so, dude, uh, you, you live a rich life, man. And I don't mean rich as in fucking dollar-dollar bills. I'm saying you you enjoy life to the fullest. I'm always, everything you're doing, man, with the uh, with all your fucking extreme sports and you're fucking probably sipping Mountain Dew right now. I mean, you're having a blast, aren't you? It's the only way to live, I think. Oh, fuck. Do you have no desire? So let's talk about you and Sturgis. How did how did you enjoy? How did you enjoy your sidecar riding? Oh, let me tell you something. I, you know what it was. You've been riding motorcycles for a long time, or no? 
Oh yeah, for a long time. Yeah, man. I not me. I have no clue. And they wanted me to do the two hour. They were that two hour, the two day course. And I'm like, you know, the best thing about if I do pass that course, which I might have done, I probably would have done if I put my mind to it. But uh, I'm like, sure. you know, then what? Then I get a, I get to get a, go. They put me on a fucking bike and I got to ride for a fucking hour. I mean, I'd kill myself. So I don't know, man. You put me on a ball for a, 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 you know, a couple of seconds. You make me wrestle a bear. I'm down with all that shit, but. Don't put me in a fucking classroom. I don't want to learn shit. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to ride a bike. I don't want to learn how to do that. I don't want to learn how to snowboard. I, I mean, there's certain things. I'll just stick to my fucking jujitsu, my kimuras, and and fucking once in a while do some wacky shit, man. What about that stand-up comedy? Let me tell you something, cowboy. That was a fucking rush when I had. The, I don't know if you watched the show at all. The, the looking for a fight. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I know you told me you you enjoy it. That's why I brought it up. So I actually knew the the answer to that. But when that was a the, one of the biggest rushes I ever did. Did you ever think about trying something like that or not at all? Uh, well, I'm not very funny, so it wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> That, that worked very well for me. You never know, man. Either is fucking Dana. Dana fucking killed it up there. Now nah, Dana actually could be yeah, funny. But he though. said, "He said anybody who laughs, I'm giving you free two hundred yeah, tickets." So, he, uh, you know what? You, he did fucking win them over right away, didn't he? That fucking <laughs> guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, Jimmy. I'm having a good time. I I'm am cowboy. too. So, man, you have no preference whether it's lightweight, welterweight. I mean, whichever is the 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 money fight or the more exciting fight, or or they're actually offering you. Is that what's going down? I just love it, man. You know, it's something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. So, I don't care. Nah, do yeah, you fight more often than most people do. Like it seems like every other card you're on, yeah, he gets an average of four fights yeah, a year. So I, I like, believe. Yeah. I love I love making money. You know what I mean? That's the that's the thing I like the most. He's got to fund. He's got. He's got to fund this this lifestyle of fucking extreme fucking sports. Yeah. Do you lead? Do you lead a pretty lavish lifestyle? I mean, uh, or, or are you a saver? No, I don't save anything. You don't save anything. I get it. That's fucking good. As soon as you get it, it's that's out the door. Good. No. I'm paying my taxes and I'm spending the rest. So that's uh, it's fun. You know, it's like the favorite thing to do is go out. Like here we are. Yeah, getting up at five in the morning sucks, but get out here and get on this water and have a good time. And I don't know. Love it. How long did you skydive before you actually did it by yourself? First time. How did you do that? I thought you had to have somebody attached to you the first time. No, no, I had to take a big course and do my studying and prove that I had the skill set to, to do it. Is it an automatic parachute or like if you don't pull the cord, you're dead? Well, I had an instructor assist, so basically they flew with me. If I didn't pull the parachute, they would have pulled it for me. Oh, okay. So they, they, I heard, is it hard to breathe? I asked somebody else. I think it was, uh, was it Yaya Rodriguez that, that skydives? Um, and it just scares me to think that you won't be able to breathe with all that air rushing into your face. Oh, no, you can breathe just fine. You got any thoughts on Connor Nate? Uh, Nate, I mean, you, you can't, Connor says he hired the best team, spent 300000 whatever bullshit he's fucking rambling on like usual, though. But uh, <laughs> you can't learn 10 years of jujitsu in fucking three months, man. You know that. Dude, that's. I can't, I can't come to you and say, hey, I fucking don't know anything, I need you to teach me. And you'll be like, well, we got some basics we'll work on, but uh, maybe, we, maybe we can work only rear naked choke defense and maybe you'll defend it for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can get you there. But Nate has, is a black belt. He has 10 years of every situation on the ground, right? So that's like second nature for him. For somebody, it just it doesn't make sense. I mean, you can't, you can't, just, you can't just overnight learn that. And like anything else, like any other art, especially in jiu-jitsu, like because it's based on just timing and technique, and it's just you need to, to get that timing, the time in on the mat. That's something that you can never uh, 
you know, you can't take a crash course on that. You're not getting that. That's not a quick fix. That's just fucking years of being on the mat, escaping arm locks, putting on arm locks, getting that timing down. That's something you can't rush. It's impossible. So uh, that that's a that's a good uh that that's a that, that's something money can't buy. You can't speed that process up. So. No. That, that that is fucking... you know I think and I think uh, Connor's striking is great you know of course your boxing looks beautiful so but my thing is if you're going to game plan against Diaz why would you go and try and outbox the two guys that are, have the greatest hands boxing I'm, I'm talking boxing only in the UFC why would you want to box with the boxers you know what I mean like holy shit right so if I was Connor I'd be trying to spin and I'd be trying to kick and I'd be trying to you know really really push the pressure with Nate but they're so those guys are so good at walking forward in punches and bunches, man. And I don't know. I don't know what Connor's going to do. I think, you know, that big fast talking ass is going to give him some trouble. It is interesting. I'm interested. I'm interested to see his game plan or, or his strategy right off the bat because I'm thinking, is he going to just try to work that body? I mean, how is he going to really slow down this guy's pace? Because once they get the momentum going. Uh, when I say them, I mean the Diaz bros, but in this case, Nate, like, yeah. shoot, man, you know, and he starts getting that distance down. I mean, and, and again, I don't recommend, I don't recommend Connor doing a takedown either because Nate's got that guard. You yeah. can't chill in. You can't chill in that guy's guard at all. So that's not good. That's going to add to his stress. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, uh, seeing, seeing the tactics that, uh, that Connor uses that all that money's buying. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what, like, let's see how much, <laughs> let's see how much that 300,000 is buying with the game plan and motherfucker. <laughs> It's interesting shit. I don't spend money like that. Nah, yeah. hell, I three hundred thousand dollars. Come on, man. We, see, I'll take us all. I'll buy us a jet and we'll all jump out in a convertible and then pull the shoes at the last second. I'm gonna waste some money on fun shit. <laughs> well, so. I'll, I'll take that trip. <laughs> What else, Jimmy? I'm excited for this. Yeah, Listen, it's just another fight on this amazing card that I got a fucking. Uh, I'm very excited about. Yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck on. Uh, yeah, on cowboy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I mean, uh, I. This is what I do. Like I said, there's nothing else in the world I enjoy doing more. You know, that feeling that you get when you're scared and you're worried about letting people down and you feel like you're going to cry. It's the only time, like, as a man, you feel like you tear up. You're like, why am I crying? I have so much emotion in my body. I don't even know what to do with it. You know, and you go out there and you fight, and the feeling that they raise your hand of victory in front of millions of people is you can't be touched. Dude, I'm exactly. Like, I'm like a, exactly. I'm like a crackhead. 100%. Well, do you feel like you're going to cry a lot? I can't picture you doing that. Are you like an emotional person? No, not at all. That's oh, okay. It's crazy that when I get back there and you're like teared up and you're like, you have so much of an emotional roller coaster ride of my adrenaline peaking is down. You put on a song, you get pumped up, but you still have 20 minutes and then you're like, oh shit, now I'm sweating. Now I didn't sweat. Now I got to work harder. It's like there's so much going on and trying to find the perfect recipe to be ready to make the walk and not let your adrenaline overcome and just get you so amped that you just have a dump you know it's 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 a, it's a weird science and people they don't understand that you know the guys sitting on the couch like, just go out there and do your thing like man i wish it was that easy i wish the science behind it could, could just not be there it's funny man i know that exact feeling and that feeling that anxiety is just i i say it's just the feeling of being alive it's the no other feeling and especially when it goes your way it's just it's fucking yeah. orgasmic. I mean, it's just such an amazing feeling that afterwards guys do something to try to cap to, to they when they're done fighting and take it from a guy that's done fighting, they they you it's almost like they want to do something to to feel something similar. You know what I mean? Like the stuff I'm doing on looking for a yeah. fight, like uh, the closest thing. I mean, the bull riding. It's, it's like a similar feeling, but never quite there. You know what I mean? Because it's that. It's, I'm exactly. sure everything oh, you're yeah, doing, from jumping out of a plane to everything else you're doing, which is wild. It's it might be in insane and intense but it's not quite like that that combat you know what i mean no. of fighting in that cage no way absolutely 
Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to come back. No, I'm only kidding. I'm just, <laughs> you got me hyped up, yeah. cowboy. Shit. Now I'm going to go good, home man. and just, that's good. That's good. <laughs> on the train, I'm watching yeah, I'm my fucking those, GSP and train. Re- retesting those feelings, man. That's good. <laughs> getting, getting into them. You know? it's, yeah, it's fucking. Like feeling yeah. that no, you can't even explain to somebody. You know? nah, I, I really think, like, when you talk to people, they're like, have you ever been in a fight in your life? And they're like, well, no. And it's like, man, I feel like everybody should be at least once in their life after at the square where I'll be on the side of the road or a parking lot. or I think I feel like everyone needs to know are they a fight or a flight kind of person. Like, That's you true. You don't know. You talk big. Everyone talks the big game until y'all want to do whoop shit until it's time to be a fucking whoop. You know what I mean? And then, then are, are you or aren't you? That's kind of... You know, my, my outlook on it. Well, some it, of uh, us know that we're not wolves. You never know. <laughs> like, I know I'm not a wolf. Jimmy knows but, he's not a fucking wolf. No, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, right? Dude, but I'm a fucking wolf, Jimmy. If somebody messes with you, I bite their fucking That's head true. off. Okay, Jimmy? That. You're my guy. I like yeah, having tough over friends. the neck. <laughs> but no, man, I, dude, I, I, I know the feeling, man, and it's uh, it's a great feeling, and, and hopefully you're going to feel that feeling this, this weekend, man, and uh, good luck. All the best of luck to you, brother. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. All, All right, right take cowboy. Care, man. Take care, homie. Well, from Lake Mead, boys. From Lake Mead. Cowboy out. All right, see man. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Matt and I both travel a lot. That's true. So we don't have time to, to sit home and read for 12 hours mm-hmm. in a clip. We don't have the time, nor do we have the emotional intelligence to do Or that. ability, some of us. But there is a great alternative, audible.com. Uh, I'm going to hook you up with a great way to grab audiobook for yourself. For the commute uh, on a plane or at the beach or whatever's convenient, just remember this code, UFC, and you can get a free book from Audible. Audible's offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Now you're thinking, Jim, I don't know what book to pick. Of course you're thinking that. Let me suggest this one for you. It's a hilarious book called Happy Endings. It's a book by Jim Norton, a mediocre, cranky comic. Just go to (laughs) audible.com slash UFC. And browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free of charge and then start listening. It's that easy. You go to audible.com slash UFC. That's audible.com slash UFC. Get started today. I'm sorry. What's up, buddy? A, what, I just, I'm looking and I'm, I wanted to ask you the other day you brought up that we were talking about, you know, we were talking about this. Sure. <laughs> talking about the audio. Audible. And uh, what is a zilch? It's a zero. It's a goose egg. Like it's a nothing. Oh, zilch. Zilch. Zilch, yes. Oh. The book is called the, Happy the, Endings, The Tales of a Meaty-Breasted Zilch. Oh, a zilch. Like a nothing. I originally wanted Maybe to Maybe the meaty-breasted before it threw me off. Like a meaty, a meaty-breasted loser? The, yes. The, yeah, because I had, I had bosoms. And the original title of my book was going to be oh, The Tales of a Meaty-Breasted Zilch. Oh, and man. Simon Spotlight pushed me on Happy Endings. They're like, it's easier... And I didn't want it because to me it sounded too easy. But then I went with it and they were right. It was easier to say happy endings. And uh, you can hear it on Audible. It's got an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, comedy news, and more of the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, magazine and newspaper publishers, entertainers, and business information providers. Free apps are available for the iPad, Android, iPhone, and Windows iPhone, or Windows phone. There is no Windows iPhone. So grab your free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership by going to audible.com slash UFC. That is audible.com slash UFC. Do it, you silly goose. What do we got going on now? Well, we got <laughs> Bob we Saget calling in. Bob in Saget. I like Bob because he's unique. Yeah. What else is unique, Bo? Well, Bo. you are. I, well, I, I, well, you, I don't, like you don't walk like everyone else. You don't talk like everyone else. Uh, I got swag. You know what you do like everyone else? What? What? 
Well, you don't sleep like everyone else. <laughs> Fuck. You kept me in suspense. I don't I know where we're going. Work. So why is your mattress one size fit all? It shouldn't be that way. Because a truly customized mattress is going to cost you five to 10000 bucks. That's why. That's Until right. now, Matt. Oh, man. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions. They're going to run a 3D biomechanical model of your body through a proprietary algorithm they develop with the help of the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts. The result, the most comfortable mattress you have ever slept on. Oh, my goodness. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. Oh. And for couples, they customize each side of the mattress, which is so good because you're not disturbing each other all the time or bitching and moaning. Your mattress arrives at your door in about a week, shipping 100% free. And that's why everyone from Forbes to GQ are still talking about Helix Sleep. You have 100 nights to try it out. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up for free and give you a 100% refund, no questions asked. HelixSleep.com slash UFC. Get $50 off your order. That's HelixSleep.com slash UFC. HelixSleep.com slash UFC Word. to get $50 off your order. Word. Don't be a goose. The shipping? Free. Okay, good. What were we just talking about before that? I finished my espresso. What's that, Chris? Oh, I'm sorry. You were talking about Mickey Gall, actually. Was that one of your shows? He was at one of my shows. and uh, So I think we have him coming on, though. Yeah. Um, next week? Uh, I'm not sure if it's next week, a couple weeks, but he'll or, be in before right, his fight. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. He's a fight what, on. What are you talking about? That must have been, that was three hours ago. We, you were talking <laughs> about your photo with Gunnar Nelson, and I was oh, talking about Mickey Oh, and then we were talking Ball. about that before the other thing. And then the phone And then Bob again. Saget's going to call in. And, I, and the thing with Bob Saget, anything else with the Mickey Gall thing? No, no, that was no, it. That, that, I love Bob Saget. That's fucking, that's the Christopher Tusa interjected with that fucking <laughs> I'm only kidding, He's Chris. annoyed at me, that and I don't good. blame him. But, uh, for being cranky, I, no, I don't no, blame him. I, I don't mind if you're cranky. I, no, I, I, I try I to bring you because it. it's fun. Because I try to bring you back. <laughs> and I love that song, oh, Jimmy. I like Jimmy so much. Uh, Bob Saget. Now listen, I watch this. Show. I see that guy every fucking night because my kids now. My wife loved the whole Full House thing. It's on Netflix. My kids watch it now. Let me tell you about that fucking Full House. Well, first, you know, I mean. For any adult, you want to you want to when you fucking kill yourself watching. <laughs> but I mean, but it is a good show for certain people. Love that thing, and you know, I got little kids. What the fuck, man? I'm thinking, oh, I gotta be safe with Full House. The makeout parties and this one. Then next, you know, the other one's fucking anorexic and she's fucking passing out on the fucking treadmill. Well, I'm, I don't, I don't need this shit. And the Olsen twins are not even in it. The Olsen, oh, that's the new one. Yeah. Oh, you mean Fuller. the old one? I'm the old one. The oh. old one was pretty. Uh, you know, I don't need to deal with these life lessons right now. I never watched seven the old one. I never yeah. watched the old one. Well, don't get into it now. No, it's probably a little creepy now. <laughs> Hold on one second. Talk for I, I'm gonna go. I have to go into the desert. If my seltzer's gonna get flat, if I don't get the cap for this thing. It's hilarious. Matt's actually reaching down. Matt Matt actually told me just to hold the Ford while he leaned down and Ford. picked up a cat. He's back oh, already. Fuck it, I'm back, guys. I didn't have that. Really, wasn't as bad. as Literally, I you acted like you were going down to the store to get a new <laughs> seltzer. I, I like, didn't know. Just talk. I don't want my seltzer to flat. I, I didn't know I could get under What's the wrong table. Wrong with like you? <laughs> I'm more limber than I look, Jim Norton. I got underneath the. How's your seltzer? I can't drink seltzer anymore. Oh, I love it. You know what it is? I trained this morning uh, with one of my black belts, Jedi Josh Madama from uh, Tom's River. I'm giving that guy a shout out because he has a school out there. But uh, I trained with that dude. I dude, I knew this guy for 15 years training. And uh, he's attacking my legs. I'm attacking his shoulders, ripping fucking Kimuras. You know what a Kimura is? You know this is yeah. a straight arm lock? Yes. It's when it's bent. Yeah. And I'm not... I'm not no, even, no, no, no. Oh, I don't want to... I'm not fucking trying to... I don't know about... I, know that I don't know if you knew that. I thought you are like, no, yeah. No, of no, course no. I know a Kimura numb nuts. No, no, I don't mean like that. UFC unfiltered, fuck face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, and, you know, you're trying to get the hand to touch the back of the head, and it, and, it, and it takes the fucking shoulder out of the socket there. 
Oh, it feels so powerful. It looks it awful. Nice. It oh, looks I fucking really awful. You know what it is, man? I just it's so funny, man. With jujitsu, I could be doing the same certain moves for like twenty years, but you have you find different ways to apply them and set them up and and uh, lately, I've been on a Kimura craze, just having guys come because Kimuras, when especially when you get a dominant position and guys are in, or in a scramble and they're trying to get out and get up and attack you, they're extending, so they're leaving those arms out. So lately, I've been getting cross-eyed and inviting the guy up with an underhook, if that makes sense to you, my arms mm-hmm. under the armpit. So when they come up, I come up, I sit through, and I meet them, and I'm, I'm locking up this Kimura, and I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> I'm amazed that it's the second instinct. That's like when you guys train or you fight. I'm amazed with the lack of thought sometimes, just knowing where to go next when you have to just react it, it, and it, I watched one of Cow- sorry I, I watched one of Cowboys all fights it was uh, uh, Alex I think uh, Oliveira when he uh, triangle uh, oh yeah it was beautiful I mean it was just well, such a beautiful a- thing about jujitsu it's all based on timing and leverage and technique so man I've got you got people some of my best guys if I if I brought a lineup of like three of my guys two of them could look like fucking axe murderers one's a beefcake and the I guy could put the skinniest guy in the middle that guy one of my guys is the most dangerous guy. He looks like fucking Peter Parker from fucking Spider-Man. Oh, really? Oh, String Bean. One of my guys, Jason Rao, one of my black belts. That guy, I gotta, I gotta get the, I gotta get that guy on the uh, on the biggest circuit now because he's just taking limbs and uh, what a. And if you look at him, it's not me. He's not. Listen, some guys are made for the jujitsu competitions and not so much uh, mixed martial arts, but uh, for just the the grappling round, man. You look at some of these guys; they look like string beans, and they're the most dangerous guys. We have big news in the Do we? Uh, well, I mean it's it's happening. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Well, let me look at what you're looking at. Well, it's it's been all over. <laughs> Wait, hold on, this is we the played audible. a clip this is the of audible. It. This is the audible ad. We played a clip the other day <laughs> yeah. uh, about John Jones, and no one can comment officially because we just don't no one knows. No one knows. Jones knows, and maybe Dana Jones knows. knows. But no one has told us. But it looks like uh Oh, he right. must be. He must have good news, and and it must be good. Or Dana wouldn't say it looks good. Or he sounds. Look good. He sounds confident. What do you think it is? I don't see. Then we're just gonna jump out and start guessing. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that for them to be the now, everybody's just waiting in suspense. But for for Dana to even to say what Dana say that it was. He said it, uh, according. Dana said, um, "Isn't Dana coming on soon?" What yes, on Monday. On like Jim Rome's show, he said, uh, well, it's coming back now that it looks like he did not take the supplement that everyone thought he took. We'll see how things play out. I'll let this thing play out, and if that's true, that's what USADA and the Nevada State Athletic Commission say happened. It could look good for John Jones. Then Dana said he didn't get a bum rap. He definitely didn't get a bum rap, but the substance that he was on, it was a pill that you take um, when you're coming off the steroids. But this thing is apparently in other things. John that, took something else. That's where it gets sticky. Where man. he doesn't come off clean is that you have to tell USADA everything that you put in your body leading up to the fight, and he did not. So that, again, that's where maybe that's where Tim Means got fucked up. I don't know exactly what happened with Tim Means, but it could be one of those things where Jones just took something. And again, we have speculated dick pills. Um, total oh. speculation, but maybe you don't think to tell them that. Did you ever take the? And again, that's. Did I you have take, no reason did you ever to say take that. The, did you ever take the cock pills at the gas station? Um. Yes, I've taken every kind of cock pill you can take. Yeah. For any, some if, of them raise your heart too much. Dude, no? if I'm going to slow dance with somebody, I take a dick pill. <laughs> I love a dick pill. I it love does, it. It does. It does give it a little extra girth, a little extra blood down there. It makes your dick feel like a dick should feel. Like, oh, that's what it's like to be male. Uh-huh. So I'm getting older. Yeah. Dick's like a fucking wrinkled little pig's tail. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I should chop it off and throw it in the street. Oh, hold on, I'm lightheaded. 
Oh shoot! You ever have your dick not get hard? Oh, Sometimes I want to just bash my For dick with a reason, hammer I just and flush of, it down the toilet. I just thought of what's Winnie the Winnie the Pig's friend. No, Winnie the Pig. Yeah, Winnie, Winnie the no, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pig. <laughs> no. Oh, that sounds like a. One of my late night adventures before. Winnie the Pig. Last call. Where's Winnie the Pig? <laughs> no, she was from the Wonder Years. <laughs> oh, man. I had a crush on her as a kid. Winnie. Right? With yeah. fucking Fred Savage. Holy fuck. His first kiss. What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, what's dick Winnie pills. the What's Pig Little Piglet? I talk about my I dick being like a, like a, a, a nice. <laughs> like, little, like little Piglet's tail. I love a nice uh, dick pill, man. fuck. Yeah, it's nothing. Get, listen. Dude, I have no reason. By the way, I have no reason to say that other than it's speculation. Because you hear that those things sometimes have weird shit. Oh, dude, I'm literally, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. You're fucking a funny bastard. That's why. Thank you very much. Oh, shit. Dude. Why? I come, why? Am I just immature? No. Yeah, I think I am. Dick I gotta be. I'm fucking up 42. I laugh at fucking farts and fucking cock Every pills. Every male does. Every guy laughs. Why is, a, why is a burp not funny and a fart's fucking hysterical? Huh? Because one is so socially repulsive, and one in certain customs is a way of saying I had a great dinner. Like a burp in some cultures, like wow, he enjoyed his meal. Really? And a burp is what something. What fucking culture do. is that? I don't know. <laughs> I want to know that one. But we do it. We I'll show up at that fucking restaurant and let some fucking rip. And burping is something that you can do quietly, and most people aren't going to know. <laughs> if you fart quietly, people still know. Oh, those are the worst. Then you got to look around. But anyway, the dick, I, again, it may have been something else. It may have been a supplement for something else that totally, he just forgot to list. Like, sometimes I think that there's a fighter, when you take something that's totally disconnected from what you're, you might not think to list it. So, <laughs> I'm hoping for John's sake, it's a six-month thing. I bet you, uh, remember when you saw him in the lobby and he said, I, it's going to be a six-month thing? Yeah, he, he may seemed, have thought, oh my fucking God, it couldn't be this thing, could it? Now he, hey, listen, Whatever it was. He looked like he was taken back, like, man, I don't believe this has happened. He wasn't like, oh, they got me. I, you could kind of sense that. Like, I sensed that he wasn't, I, I, you almost like sensed that he wasn't guilty. That's what I, 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 I didn't feel like, I didn't see what him, he wasn't sitting there with his head down like, they got me. It was more I think of, we've been pretty much uh, yeah. pro-John Jones for this no, whole No, hey, listen, man, I, I wish that guy the best, man, because I, I, I think uh, I think they'll get to the bottom of this. I never heard that he was a cheater, and I'm happy to, to hear that he's not. That makes me really let relieved, because I like him so much as a fighter. Let me look through the current topics. <laughs> what yeah, else the we, thing that was always weird else? about the John Jones getting busted for it, like, of course, anybody could be on... A supplement or whatever, maybe they think they need the steroids, but he doesn't need it. You know, right. what I mean? it's like you just watch this guy who's arguably the best ever. It was just how would you know? How would that. you know, Chris, the producer, if he needed a cock pill? You don't know that shit. Oh, not the cock. I'm saying if he was on steroids. And I'm not like saying he he needs, I'm not saying he needs a cock pill either. But I'm Probably just saying, I, even he, if you don't, and I'm not saying that's the, how did this come back to cock pills? That's not doing anything. That's just fucking Jimmy. Yeah, you know, a cock pill sometimes you don't even need. No, there are times where you just want it. Like you just want. The feeling, and we're not saying John Jones took a cock pill. We not just, at all. I'm telling you why I do. I we just kind of got on that subject. I love a good cock pill. Chris, I take Chris the producer. Have you ever took a cock pill? No, I haven't. Ah, you fucking pussy. Oh my god, he doesn't need them. I'm the pussy. <laughs> why is that? Why would one? I call you a pussy? He's like, I'm the pussy. Oh, fuck I am because I need one. You don't need a cock pill. He's like, you old no, fucks. You guys are over forty. Of course you're popping cock pills like M and M's. No, no, listen. You don't. Even if you don't need them, uh, you know. Whatever. Sometimes you, sometimes you like the party. I like the party with my wife and make it extra special. So you take which ones do you take? Uh, to make it extra special. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, I would take the uh, what's the uh, the the uh, the one with the C? Cialis. Cialis. I always pronounce this shit. Chris, how come you never took one? I just never felt. I mean, I don't need one. Chris, the producer, you married guy? I'm engaged. How long you been with the same girl? 
Uh, almost like eight years. Eight so years? A while, yeah. Oh, take a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm not like opposed to trying one. I just don't. But you never need, need one? No. How often do you have sex? Like, a couple times a week. Poor, do. Okay. Yeah. Poor Chris, the producer. That's a fair question. No, uh, I don't know her. It's, it's not like I'm nah, putting a picture man. face to her. I'm just curious. I wanted, to, I wanted to get some this morning for my wife. I love attacking my wife in the morning. Oh, I can't but she, stand I, I, morning sex. We've talked about this. I hate I it. I know. You're not a morning. I don't give a fuck, man. I'm a I, hunk of shit I in the like morning. My, my, when, my, when I wake up and her hair's all over, it's like nice. And I I don't know. She wears these shorts. I get fucking nuts. Right? I admire and I, that. And I've been with my wife a long time. I don't give a shit. And especially the way I wake up. So... I took a shower this morning and I'm like, all right, man. And then I'm like, I look at the clock. I'm like, I could get something. <laughs> I know I can get something in. So I went up there and then all of a sudden, you know, she was down too. She's like, okay, you know, she looks so good. And then, uh, then my 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 youngest one woke up. I'm like, oh, cock block, cock block. You know what I want to do when I wake up? Uh, I want to fucking brush my teeth and I want to sit on the toilet yeah. and, and 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 fucking just <laughs> cause a problem. I want nothing to do with sex in the morning. I came in here, and it's so embarrassing when you're on the toilet and you think somebody's outside if you're fucking making noise. I hate ass. it. I, you start flushing the toilet so they don't hear your fucking your, your, your ass making noise. Do you know why I think that way? Because what? when I was a kid in Mrs. Slavic's kindergarten class, my <laughs> friend Teddy was going duty, and I was trying to get our... Because when you're in kindergarten, the bathroom door... The bathroom is in the classroom where okay. I went to school. So I was trying to get the other classmates to come over and listen to him through the door. You're I'm like, listen to Teddy going to the bathroom. Did you come out of the womb a creep? No, she got rich. No, it was just as a joke. I was like, listen to Teddy going to the bathroom. And she called me over. She said, no, you can't do that. So now I'm scarred. I scarred myself emotionally because I think everybody's listening to me shit. Nobody cares. Fuck yeah. I mean, you. Poor Teddy. Teddy's probably scarred. He probably can't even. He's probably uh, fucking poo shy now and pee shy. I wonder what ever happened to that kid. <laughs> He's probably sitting in a stall crying right now. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I gotta I go know, home. I don't even know if he's shit. still alive. Oh, shit. I remember he had bees down his shirt. I remember one time we were doing oh, something and there a bee, a couple of bees flew into his shirt. I was getting attacked by bees this morning. For no, I don't. I, I must have drove. I don't know if I drove on a bee's nest. I was behind my school and just two bees came out of nowhere in my fucking face. I swear to God. You were walking? No, I parked. I I, I usually park. I go to one of my schools in the morning. I get a training in, and then one of my guys dropped me off at the train to come to the city. You know what I mean? So I like to get a little work in, like I said. So I, I parked behind my school in Levittown, you know, SarahBJJ.com. So I was behind the school, and I fucking get out. I'm getting stuff out of my car, and two bees get right in my, two bees out of nowhere, come right in my fucking face. Eh, it's not a big story. It's just you brought up bees out of nowhere. I'm like, what a coincidence. So I'm swatting them away like a big fucking moron, and it looks kind of silly with like a, you know, because I'm not like a little fucking twerp, and I'm, you see me like... I'm trying to flat the, swat the bees away, and I'm moving around like a fuck. I, look, I must look like a big pussy. Well, bees is the best way to, to handle it. <laughs> well, I don't want to get stung on the way to the fucking city. No, 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 city. but the best way to handle it is just to leave them alone, and they won't bother you. That's easier said than done. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, these guys are looking for fucking trouble. You know, I go on sometimes <laughs> to YouTube, and I watch videos of bee swarms. I just Man. do that a lot. It's, it's what you do... Um, when you're really not in a relationship yeah. and you have no friends at two in the morning. And you already visited some other websites so you had nothing else to do. I have no energy left. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a fucking, there's a, a, a hardening sock on the sofa next to me. <laughs> so I fucking, I'll start looking at bee swarm videos. <laughs> there's a stained Sarah BJJ shirt I gave you on the fucking floor. You ever watch a good bee swarm video? Um, there's people that will no, actually walk in and they actually will, this one guy is called the Bee Man 
And uh, he goes in and he, he smokes out the hives and he takes hives out of walls with no gloves or anything. It's a psychopath. It, it's funny. Sometimes I could watch like disturbing shit and sometimes I don't want to watch it because it's in your head. Like there's times at night when like my wife's on Facebook, she'll see something fucking disturbing. She'll be like, oh, look, oh, this poor old lady's getting beaten at home or so she's showing me. I'm like, I don't feel like... And she'll be like, eh. I'm like, what? Well, I'm not starting a fight. I don't feel like seeing this old lady get fucking strangled. Why? I will be... <laughs> Why you? I'm saying that you want to get the fucking don't. It's nothing to whack off to, Jimmy. It was, no, I it just, was more fucking. It's more of like just either a kid getting hurt or something like that's disturbing. Right. And like we're at night chilling. I don't want that in my head. Be I'm not to be a. Not that I'm gonna get nightmares, but I just don't want to fucking. I don't want that. I I like to go to sleep. You know what I like? I like fucking comedies. I like going to sleep in a good fucking mood. Oh, you do. Oh shit, yeah. I watch the same shit over and over. What again. do you watch that puts you to sleep? Well, I used to, like, uh, well, lately, what have I been watching lately? Uh, you know, I have certain movies that I go through, like, periods that I watch. I Pineapple Express, I love that movie for some reason. I don't think I've ever seen that. That's a fun movie. It's a stoner movie, Seth Rogen, but it's just a fucking... I love Seth, but I don't think I've seen it's a, Pineapple It's just a fun... Express. Some movies are, like, they have that repeat value. You know what I've been watching a ton of, and I've been even... Is Ted too? I liked fucking. Ted. I never saw the first. Oh, Ted. dude, I it's good. It's fucking. You you think oh a little teddy bear that says a curse word? No, it's funny. If you like some of Seth MacFarlane's like uh, comedy, it's fucking great. I think it's and I like Mark Wahlberg. I think he's fucking that. What an underrated fucking comedic fucking actor. I don't watch uh, Family Guy. I like Seth. Do you know Seth was booked on one of the flights on nine eleven? I know. I know. And he uh, he wound up on the one I think the one that hit the first tower. Wow, Seth was booked on that flight, and I believe it was uh, he, he was mi- late. He, he missed, missed his it. flight. Yeah, I interviewed him once. I asked him like, uh, if, if that's is, crazy, is every part of your life now just gravy? Because it's weird in life that you get to see that absolutely would have been me dead. Like you know, like you, there's always like, well, if I wouldn't have turned, that truck would have hit me. We've all had a few near misses on the highway. But like, yeah. how often do you get to see something that 100% you know you would have died? Let's say being in a building that just collapses or I was on a yeah. boat that sunk in the middle of the no, ocean. It's, it, that, it's, it's got to be disturbing. How does that change you? I don't know, man. I think whenever you even see somebody pass or, or whatever and stuff like that, it gets a little morbid. Do you ever see anybody die in person? Uh, I mean, just besides my mother that just passed. Were you there, that, though? Think, yeah, she wanted to go at home. Oh, okay. So she had cancer, stage four cancer, colon cancer. So she wanted to go go at home, and that was just this past December, right? You know, and uh, that makes you look at life differently, you know, when you see them. And it's brutal. Let me tell you something. Holy fuck, how brutal! Because you just look. Because you know, there, you see, like that. You have to wait. You know, there's no machines. It's not like you're hearing the bing at the end. So you're like, oh, she's, oh, you know, go ahead, mom. Everybody's around. They, they, all the, the, you know, my me, my my brothers, my sister. Everybody's fucking. Um, it's just. I remember just saying, this is brutal. Over and over, this is fucking brutal. Well, for her, it's probably good though because you know? if you're gonna die and yeah. at home with people who you know, that's how yeah, she wanted it, go. you know. And uh, but it's just one of those things where you have to you still looking at the neck. Oh no, she's still here because I'm seeing a, the, the thing move. Uh-huh. Oh no, it's one of the, oh yeah. So you're like, is Did she, you have a medical person there or no? Yeah, well, it was she was on hospice at the end. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So it was just the but it's just the. It just makes you look at it's just you see where the end is and you're just like this. All right. So what else can I do before I end up there? You know what I mean? Like, let me enjoy. You can look at it two different ways. You could be, you know, I mean, shit like that can cripple you. But I mean, it's just a, it's a really, uh, your parents alive? They are. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it's just, it's just a brutal. Not brutal so much situation. longer if they keep talking shit though. 
<laughs> yeah, Jimmy, bring us back. Oh fuck, people are crying on their fucking on their fucking radios. But uh, no, but listen, man, yeah, it does make you just. I look at it like uh, when you see something like that, and you know, especially with your mother, and you see them go, and oh, you like let me just fucking you know enjoy my time here and have plenty of time with my family and do things i like like hanging out with you matt just caught me looking down my pants this is true i have my uh my belt lifted mm-hmm. you were looking at your meundies i was looking by the way how about another pair of meundies for the kid i could use some too how about another pair of mediums for Chris, jim norton Chris, the producer we can get another shipment out how about no let's how about this get us another shipment we yeah, I, like that. I, I really gotta You're be too nice to i'm way people. too nice now, whether you're wearing your sweats or suits, whatever you're wearing, you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear, even when you shower, if you're like me, because you have body shame issues. Mm-hmm. But instead of making a <laughs> statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear your underwear's probably like, what? <laughs> so boring, yeah. your underwear. You're, yeah, you just give a raspberry to your underwear? It's probably boring. It's probably, it's probably is boring. MeUndies well, is here to change that. Love MeUndies. Every love pair of MeUndies is made from a sustainably sourced model. It's a fabric twice as soft as cotton. You're all saying this to your radio because you know it. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies, but once you try them on, you're going to understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, A, you're an idiot. B, they're free. No questions asked. MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, whether anyone can see him or not, remember Superman. That's basically saying, look, we don't know if you hook up. We don't know if you have a lot of women that you meet. So if you're going to show them to somebody and be stylish and fun, that's great. But if you're a lonely frump and mm-hmm. you're just alone in your house all the time and you're underpants, mm-hmm. so what? They're comfortable. Yes. Shipping's free in the U.S. and Canada. Free? Free. You can save up to $8 a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Get the subscription or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash UFC. That lets them know where you came from, which is this podcast. That's MeUndies.com slash UFC for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash UFC. I am not kidding. I'm wearing them. Matt caught me looking down at the front of my pants. It's true. It's true. It happened. I'm proud to wear them. Me too. But how about a free pair for the kid? And me. You know how I want to die? I want to die. This is true. Why, I want to die doing something really... A tranny sitting on your face fucking... I mean, a nice way to go. But <laughs> no, I mean, I, I want to die I doing, just threw it out there. What else? Doing something kinky like really? that. Like wearing a pair of thigh highs with a girl. Like David Carradine? That, that, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, well, we don't know about that. But, what happened with him. Yeah, he hung himself by accident while he was jerking off. But is that... Is that I mean, that could, couldn't that have been like something... No, did, they, did they try to fight that or say it could have been a couple? No, why would they? I, I, that's, that's the story I'd push out there. Even if I don't die like that, I want them to say I did. But no, I, I want to die like that with a pair of uh, like thigh highs and, and something weird happening and a girl sitting on my face. Really? Then, this way she has to call the ambulance and oh. explain what was going on. And she, as, as, as a live person... I'm dead. I don't give a fuck. Yo, what do you, you want your death to be like a prank? Yeah, I want it to humiliate a bunch of people. What do you think? I want them to snicker when they're putting my body in the hey, fucking. Did you ever? Did you ever? Did you ever play with one of those real dolls? Like those real? Those no. Real, no. Why? They don't do anything for you me. You know, eventually there's gonna be robots that we could fucking not that we could bang. I wouldn't do that. That's like, is that cheating if you bang a robot? No, but, but eventually there's gonna be so realistic. There's gonna be. You ever see Cherry Two Thousand? No, <laughs> that's an old movie. You ever see that shit? No, no yeah, you're not missing much. I was gonna ask you, but, how would you feel about like a uh, like a jujitsu robot? 
Would you fight it? Would you feel weird about doing that? Knowing I mean, that I don't it knows know. That thing, mal- that thing malfunctions. You're fucking getting your arms ripped off. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. <laughs> it could be something like that. Could be really cool though. It wouldn't surprise me if eventually but, uh, they have those. Yeah, back to those those big those big those big uh, real dolls. Some of them are, are, are good looking, and they get them all made up. Now my thing is, let's say you're a fucking. It's not so much having a thing being creepy because it's it's just a different way of kind of masturbating, I guess. But my thing is, all right. They say you're older, you live alone, and with me and my say you have kids. Now you pass away, and then your kids are cleaning out your house, and they find a cum fucking covered fucking real, real doll. That that could that could tarnish you the way you remembered. Exactly how I want to go out. Do you understand? I want people snickering as they throw a sheet over my face. I want them talking about me in the ambulance. Oh, that creep. Oh, dude. What a creep that guy is. He was wearing thigh highs with a real doll. <laughs> and that girl's crying. She has to explain it. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Miss, what happened? I put thigh highs on him. You want to be like a scene out of seven. Oh, <laughs> man, I want it to be embarrassing. That's the best way to go. <laughs> oh, shit. So people talk about you. He died doing what he loved. He died doing I what he loved. I bet he did. I don't think they say that about the other guy that died when he was hanging himself, whacking off. Carradine, that, that's exactly what they'd say. They no, they say, oh, man, the guy from Kung Fu, fuck. That's the way to go but, out um, in a way to dress. In, the guy from NXS, too, died like that. He was trying to strangle himself. Is that something when you go to strangle yes, yourself? Yes, it's called and, autoerotic. Yeah, I'm not, into that. I'm not into that stuff. I saw that movie with the Japanese Yakuza guy. Well, it's about he, being choked can feel really good. Yeah? Yeah. Not the kind of choking you do, which, which is like to, to knock people out, but a little girl, a girl's hand on your throat's kind of sexy. Yeah. You don't like that? Nah, yeah, no, 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 I do that. Because <laughs> I got a big neck too, so my wife tries to grab my neck. It doesn't make it around. It's funny. But uh, I got a 20-inch neck. She can you try do. to choke me all she wants. She's not getting anywhere. Yeah, you're hard to choke with a neck like yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they're the proper technique behind me, but I'm not into that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm into different things, me and you, Jerry, <laughs> when it comes to that shit. Ah, oh, fuck. But, do you like um, your nipples pinched? Uh, Chris is shaking his head no I had a girl yesterday tweaking my nipples I was so I think, happy I don't think Chris is shaking his head no I think he's shaking his head because he's about to puke That's not <laughs> he's bad just thing. like what else are you going to talk about no yeah I was just you know we've gone down a weird road that's all what the, we, fuck? We fucking, what the hell is it oh by the way when's Bob Saget calling in uh, we want, like we went minutes. down a real weird road, this guy. Uh, right now, he's making editing points for the fucking, to try to filter it. There's none of this. Unfiltered fuckface. I think none I of this mean, should the come out. Thing. None of this, this talk about our perversions or our weirdness. No, I think it absolutely should come out because I think everybody's like this and we're just talking about it. Oh, you mean, when I say come out, I mean, it shouldn't be pulled off the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying don't air this. No, air <laughs> all of it. Ah, ah Yes. Holy shit. How about a guy told me the other day, hey, enough of the barking. Guess what? Banned who from said, my Twitter. Who said enough of the barking? I don't know. Some asshole. Listen, if they could say, oh, I like that. There's some people, they didn't like the Suicide Squad. I recommended it. That's fine. Uh, but they, they didn't like that's your movie fine. No, they, no, but they weren't saying it like a dick. They go, oh, it wasn't my cup of tea. I'm a Marvel guy. And I'm like, I understand. But uh, it, and other people say they had a good time with that movie. I had a fucking great time with that. I think I'm going to see that again. But I also want, I told you, I want to see Sausage Party, and I want to see, it sounds bad, I want to see Sausage Party, but I want to also fucking, I want to see the other thing, fucking, uh, what's the other one with the, with the moms, Bad Moms, you see that? No. You don't, you don't watch any movies. I don't watch comedies. You, why? Do you think it's, now listen, as a comedian. I never laugh at You know that. what I don't like? That's funny. That never. is funny that never. you don't like that. I'll tell you, Sausage Party, I liked a lot. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're not biased now. You're, he's your buddy. 
Well, yeah, if he was a great buddy, he'd have been on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I know him. <laughs> or you... Yeah. We're not friends. I like Seth very much. Yeah. Friends are like... Friends is, all, friends is what we're... Because I feel you're from my friend. Yeah, you're, you're, I consider yeah. you a we're friend. We're becoming friends now, Amy sure. is coming on next week. She's a friend. Because I asked her if she would come yeah. on, and she said yes. Yeah. Other people... Otherwise, it's just kind of like showbiz friends. I know kinda, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite... You like seeing them. It's I one of those them. things. Yeah. yeah. It's different. They're friendly. Friendly. Doesn't I've asked mean- a couple people to appear on this podcast... And I've gotten, uh, oh, yeah, no. And it's like, oh, well, just say fucking no. Say no, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> Do me a favor. You want to come on? Oh, well, yes, shit. you are. And, you know, I was mentioned, I told you, I mentioned, <laughs> we mentioned, last time we were here, I mentioned Ray Longo. So I fucking went to call him the other day. He said, I mentioned you had two rings went right to his fucking voicemail. I go, really? You're screening my goddamn, you're screening my calls? <laughs> Ever since he became friends with fucking Kevin James. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's friends with Kevin James. Well, why does he have Kevin come on this show? I don't know, because I don't like to pull that card. I, I, I don't know Kevin like that. I know Kevin because Kevin's tight with Chris Weidman, and he's tight with. Uh, oh, he should have money. And he's tight with uh, Longo, and he's very and I'm very. He's every time I see him, he's super nice. Last time I seen him was at Chris's um, his son's uh, CJ's birthday party in the backyard. That was a little bit ago, maybe a couple months. And we were playing. Uh, you ever play? Um, uh, what's the thing with the the, the... Matt's putting two fingers in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play? Fucking uh, what's it? What's the thing? Cornhole. Yeah, I didn't want to. Say it's cornhole. How no. did you know what the fuck I, it was? I probably play a different version than you have. About a lot of people play that. That's oh, it's a fun game. Cornhole. Right away, Jimmy's thinking it's something perverted. Well, what is it? I've never heard it. It's got you got like two boards with like a, a hole, like like two like. Uh, how do you is play? that like when you throw a beanbag? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, what a fun, what a fun. I, game. I just call beanbag toss. And, and I remember I was telling, uh, I was telling Kevin, I was telling the. Kevin James that I fucking like like Pixels the movie he, he did with Adam Sandler because my kids liked it and it was one of those things that so I like the movies that are not torture for you to you take your kids to and it's not torture for the adults that was a good movie Kevin <laughs> uh, I know Kevin a long time yeah he's a really sweet guy nice what a nice guy one time I saw him outside the comedy cellar yeah and he was with Joe Pesci and Pesci oh, gets love, into I a love, cab love Pesci yeah me too everyone loves Pesci so I walk over to him, and I'm like, Kevin. He's like, hey, Jim. And I'm like, could you introduce me to Pesci? I had to ask yeah. him. So I'll never see, I've never seen Pesci again. And he goes, yeah, Joe, Joe, this is my buddy Jim. So actually, Pesci gets out of the cab. Oh, what a, this And uh, I took a photo with him. Oh, He's got a cigarette God. hanging out of his mouth. He wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, but, but he was but nice he did, because he, I was Kevin's that's buddy. That's fucking great. No, Kevin's just a, such a nice guy. He's awesome. He's such a nice guy. I just, I just feel like. He's probably got so many people. I, I feel like guys like 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 him like him. Like even though they're super nice, they're not putting up any barriers. I don't try to. I don't want to be one of those guys to try to get close to anybody. You know what I mean? Like I like him, and he's always like, oh, you know, he's being but, uh, close but is Longo, different than coming on the podcast. But though. Longo doesn't answer my calls sometimes. Well, his friends are Kevin. Screens I'll him. He's screens the calls. He got a, he, has a, he has a that's it. I go, you got a new friend. He's with his Hollywood people. And, you know. So now when he's trying to call me, I'm gonna just hang up. I go, I got Jimmy calling in. You know, because I got friends too. Certainly do. <laughs> what do you think about BJ Penn coming back fighting Ricardo Lamas October fifteenth? Oh, that's a ooh. UFC Fight Night Manila again. Uh, number four uh, featherweight, wow. obviously Ricardo wow. Lamas. Oh, and that's uh, so it's at uh, one forty-five, correct? You said um, what did you say? He's the fighting featherweight. Featherweight's one forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting, man. BJ. Man, see, that's a BJ, tough fight to I, take. Well, the thing is this. Well, I mean, B, BJ's a legend. And there's the BJ that that was peaking when he fought Diego Sanchez, when he just looked just unstoppable, man. He went on like a tear, and it's like um, he was working with these brothers. I forgot what the hell their name was. It was um, 
mm, I'm gonna fuck it up. I don't know, but they were doing a lot of Bang chicken. Brothers. <laughs> what the Bang Brothers? No, no. <laughs> but uh, these guys are just getting them in shape, man. And uh, it's one. Of, well, he's what. Listen, he's in. He's what a great camp. I don't think uh, a guy like Greg Jackson and and uh, and Winkle John. Did I say that name right? Winkle John. Yeah, those guys aren't gonna fucking put him in there with uh, and be in his corner if they think he's they leading them to death. Like, you know what I mean? I right. think biggest thing about BJ is. Just, I think having the right guys around him to push him. You know what I mean? I know he's like one of those loyal dudes. He's always got his, his, his posse with him. But, you know, BJ's getting up there. Is that what you can say? How old, old is BJ? Yeah. Is he 34, uh, 35? Or is he he's older? a little bit younger than me. I fought him when I was 28. You think he's 37? Yeah, he's 37. He's 30. Oh, okay. He's 37. So, I mean. How old is Lamas? Because Lamas, was, has Lamas fought since Holloway? I'm sure he has that See, amazing fight is, with Max Holloway. The thing Holloway. is, BJ, when BJ fought Frankie Edgar, like the, especially that last one, it, it just uh, it just didn't feel like the BJ that I it's definitely like the BJ that I fought and the BJ that was going on at tail something was something was off so maybe they got that fixed you know what I mean I just don't like to see guys that are, are like shadows of themselves and I'm not listen and I first of all BJ I consider him a friend man if I'm he's in town I'm, he's giving me a call I like BJ yeah. Penn you know I mean I, I've always had a, a a good mutual respect for him one time he was doing a book signing uh, years ago. And uh, it was in it was in Huntington, uh, Long Island. I have a school there. Just without even calling up, and he just showed up, and he just showed up with his posse, and and it was right after he first, and he lost to Frankie. This is when he just lost to Frankie the first time, and he was in town. What year was that? Do you mind? Was it five I years had, ago? It yeah. had to be because I was just building. I had my my smaller school, and right next door, I was building my new school, which is twelve thousand square feet. So it must have been around like five or six years ago. So I remember. Uh, you know, he, he just stopped into town, man, with sunglasses on. You know, he just had that fight. He stopped in to say hello, to pay some respects. We walked next door to show him the new school. And, and uh, you know, I, I respect BJ a lot. I, I really, I hope that, that with the right training and stuff that he comes back and and if and, and he could be like the old the old BJ man, you know what I mean? He he is young enough, and a lot of times with his time off, and he's been he's a martial artist. It's not like his skill set; he's got to learn a big skill set. It's about just be, having what he's had and just be, having the ability to use it the way he used to use it. How old I mean? is Ricardo Lamas? He's thirty-four, and his last fight was against it Max was Holloway. Holloway. Okay, that that was an amazing. Oh, he can still stand there and. Oh bang no, no, no. Well. well, listen. I mean, that guy's. I mean, that guy's, you know, he went, he went, he went five rounds with uh, Jose Aldo. Am I, that's correct. Correct. Chris, the producer. I'm, I'm going to say I'm 90% sure. I'm guessing 90%. that I, if I believe that Cause that was, was a little while New, ago. Yeah. In New Jersey, I think. And he was coming back strong that last round. So, I mean, the guy's got experience and, uh, it was Jersey, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that, that's a, that's something, listen, I'm anytime BJ fights, obviously the world's going to watch. And as a friend, I, I just wish him the best and. And, uh, and and hope he's you know he's he's all good. In it. It's hard to give up when you're an athlete. It's hard to give up the the the, the ritual, the yeah. fighting. All they all say, baseball players, football players, yeah. all all athletes say the same thing. Boxers. Well, it's really hard to walk away. Did you hear what what Cowboy was saying earlier when he was saying that uh, that feeling? And he's doing all this crazy stuff, but he said there's nothing like that feeling of not even when you win. Of course, obviously, it's it's the most amazing thing. But even the feeling right before when you're walking out, right. you could you could be the have the best camp, be with the best team. You could feel invincible. You could be a danger. You're, you're most likely a dangerous, dangerous person. But it doesn't matter, man. You could have all your uh, your T's crossed, eyes dotted, one wrong move, and it's not your night. So just knowing that is a rush in itself. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. 
All right, Matt is still in the bathroom, but we got Bob Saget on the phone. What's up, Bob? It's Norton. How are you? Not much. How are you? I'm very good. Matt's coming back in right now. He's in the bathroom. So uh, like we'll that. just start. What, what, is he, what is he doing in there? You know, Matt's a weird guy. I don't know what he's doing. I'm going to assume he's just using the restroom for appropriate reasons. But right. uh, I think Matt has a creepy vibe and he keeps it hidden. I'm not sure. Right. So there's a chance he's... Uh, oh, without a he doubt. He could be masturbating while he's taking a crap. I don't know if there's enough time to do all that, but we will absolutely ask him as soon as he gets back in. We just okay, started the good. interview without Matt because he's in the bathroom. That's pretty much all I want to talk about. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to go do some road stuff as we do. Where are you now? I'm in L.A. Oh, okay. So it's pretty early for you right now. Yeah. And then not bad. You know, not as, not when they get us up at like five in the morning and they tell us to do six in a row. That's yeah. That's fun. So what are you doing? Are you just kind of doing a little tour press? Yeah, I've been working on a new special, but I don't want to do it till the election's over because I just don't want to do it till it's over. You know, it's funny, man. I'm I'm shooting in October and uh, in Washington D.C. and and part of the problem was I had a bunch of Trump shit that I had to take out because uh, here comes Matt. Uh, I had a bunch of Trump shit that I had to take out because we are uh, going to be We're undecided. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Matt, Sarah, this Bob Saget Who, is uh, Bob, uh, huge, huge, huge fan. Bob, how oh are you? Oh my God, are you okay mentally? Who me? <laughs> yeah, anybody that likes me, I sus- I'm very oh, suspect. Oh shit. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty twisted. That's probably why I like you. And I think it's okay, just so. Good. I think it's hysterical, man. I see your stand up, and I love how you're so. For the people that have never seen your stand up, dirty as shit, man, raunchy, and people well, that you know, know you it's from. Funny, the, I, I, well, we'll talk about it on the air because I cause, we're on know. the air. Bro. Oh, we are on the oh, air. We're on the air, man. I'm not oh, saying. I'm not. Ha- well, let's talk about it when we're on the air. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's called a guy that doesn't listen or or understand anything. No, I like that though. It means we're having a nice natural chat. Yeah, you, no, you no, didn't say no, anything. You were in the bathroom. Right, we're on. The, wait, right? we are on the uh, fucking air, right, yeah, everybody? Of we are. All right, I'm just making sure I'm in. I'm in the fuck. Matt, I know what Matt that was, was finishing on. up in the bathroom. Bob called in, so I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just start." No, this, this, this is more fun when it's when it's just. Now, what, were, what were you doing in there? And you you don't have to be graphic, but it wasn't a number three, Bob. But it was so, it but, wasn't but, a number but two. You could have been doing two and three. How much time did you have? <laughs> I when I first get here, we have a routine where I offer because I'm a nice guy. I offer Jimmy the bathroom first because I know I I usually I sit down for a bit. But I took care of that already. (laughs) And do you eat healthy or does it smell really bad? You know, let me tell you, Bob, it's worse when I do eat healthy. So I've been eating a bit, a good, and it's a good. When you eat healthier, your your poo smells uh, much more delightful. When you eat healthy. Yeah. I beg to differ, Bob. When I eat like a lot of prime rib and a lot of of pork products, that makes it smell sweet and, and, and nice. You know, when I eat, like, like, I don't eat vegetables, but when I used to fight, I used to try to clean out my system, and I'd eat, like, broccoli and stuff, maybe because my system wasn't used to it, so I'd go from, you know, eating regular, then i tried all the vegetables yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that really does mess you up. I've been trying to eat more green as well, and it, uh, it well, gas, you can't forget that. <laughs> it's fucking horrendous. So so these guys better hope I don't go near the vegetables. Well, I this know. is good. We're off to a flying start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was saying before that I just love that your stand-up, which I think you've got dates coming up, which I'm excited about, that yeah, uh, that's, that's, uh, that you were just, I'm you're I'm so I'm fucking raunchy and, and you're dirty. Well, you know what? I don't think I am. No? I started talking to Jim about it while you were taking a crap and masturbating. But um, <laughs> I, I actually have been less dirty, I thought. Um, and then I end up writing a piece that's, it has like, you know, my dick's getting sucked in it. And it's like, I don't even talk like that. 
But well, all of a sudden, it just fits that particular piece of material, and I'm comparing it to what we're doing to the earth, you know. So I'm, I'm trying to get relevant subjects out, but get the 19-year-old to listen, because nobody wants to hear anything that has a message anymore. Well, do you, does, do you want to put a message with your stand-up? I, I'm trying to. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of different, I guess, more mature stuff. I mean, my mom passed away, and I'm, I'm making light of that, which is respectful. Sure, well, I mean, it kind of, as a comic, that's how we address it, right? Yeah, that is how when the pain uh, hurts the most. And and then I'm able to talk about her last days on Earth, which is, you know, if it, it's there's humor in it, even though there's pain, there's obvious pain with it. I'm not ridiculing it. And and I'm not attacking anybody else's stuff. That's the other thing that I do, which is more self-deprecating and more about my own inner pain, and then it's not like hurting somebody or telling them, you know, something they've experienced or something in the news that we just read about that's like, oh, God, what the hell is that? So I think it's a Jim crazy... Jim and I were just talking while you were taking a crap and masturbating, using, <laughs> your, <laughs> and using before... <laughs> your feces as lube. Uh, and I am much cleaner than I have been. Um, but we were talking about how do you stay topical in a time because I want to do a new special and I'm working on new material, but you want to do evergreen material, which is what your stool will never be now that you only eat meat. It'll <laughs> never be evergreen. I prefer, to be honest, I prefer, um, you know, I, I do some topical stuff. And like we were saying before, I think before we came back, the, the Trump stuff has to go. So I'm taking that out of my act because even, even if he would be president, I, I did something years ago for HBO. And I look back on it. I'm talking about Obama and Hillary when they were running against each other in 2008 for the, in the primaries. And, and dating something is kind of hard to avoid doing stand-up unless it's totally evergreen where it can always be shown and you'll never know when right. it was shot. It's not my style because I do radio every day and we talk about everything. So that's kind of bleeds into my stand-up. Well, and that's, I mean, you look at people like Bill Maher or Jon Stewart, if they're going out to do stand-up, there's no way you can't do what just happened that right. day almost. And and I want to, and, and that's why I actually love playing the Washington area is, I, I deviate. I, I don't do a. I have a lot of Trump stuff. I, I don't want to, but you know we're in a crazy world right now. We're in a science fiction movie, so we're in living the Running Man is what we're living. So. It, it is kind of bizarre, you know, where we, uh, you know, to not talk about it seems crazy. To not make fun of it, whether it's him or Hillary or whoever it is, like how do you not fucking goof on this? This this shitty time or this crazy time or this great time or however you want to look at this period in in our lives. Right, and I spent I continually use as a segue to just get back to my penis, and yeah. <laughs> and, and that will, and then then I go right into my stuff about my kids, which is a beautiful segue, and can almost get you arrested if that's how you if that's how you run your show. Well, it's one of those things where you know, do you when you say you try and have a message in your, is there a message like I never try to have a message other than. This is my opinion, and here's exactly why I feel that way. And then people will agree or disagree with it. Is there a particular oh, well, message you're trying that, to get out there? I'm not doing that as much. No, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not giving my opinions, but I am by. Whoa, that's defer, interesting. By I, oh, wait, I'll finish your sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, "I am by," and he just stopped talking. I'm like, oh, "That's cool." <laughs> it's difficult, by the way, to talk to people, especially when you're doing a phone thing and I'm not in the room with you we still interrupt each other there's nothing you can do about it no, sir. 
Now we were uh, talking about that earlier. As I interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care. You just came from taking a crap, and your, your hands are probably covered in your own poo. It's, I, mean, I, I, I washed. Now I'm going to just start touching. See, I don't see you right now, so I picture you as a, just a fucking animal. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking wildebeest. Yeah. But listen, yeah, you told me you punched people and you ate a lot of meat. I mean, that. Well, no, what kind I, of guy is that? It sounds like you belong on Ray Donovan. I also strangle people. I never saw Ray Donovan, and I keep hearing good things about I it. I don't love yeah, it. Yeah, you probably, it sounds like you fit in. Yeah, I might. I might try that it's, fucking thing. It's a really good thing. show. But, 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 Jim, what I was saying was, I, I'm, I am trying to send out more of a positive message just in my, in the general, I guess, mantra of whatever the hell it is I'm doing, because it's still, I'm still talking about stuff that, I find funny, and, sure. and you know, I, I could do six minutes on leakage, you know? Um, <laughs> let, let but me, I, but, I'm sorry. But the world is more painful. I mean, I, I watch the news, and I just want to write a song. I still do my comedy music. It's like half my set. So it makes me want to do stuff that's more about relationships and more about just how we should treat each other as people, and then obviously turn that on its side and do something sometimes foul, sometimes actually. It's so funny. I, I can write so much stuff that's clean, that's like pure stand-up, and I do, and then I, and it's like a good joke, it's like a good story, or it's a good reference, or it's something really, really honest, and there's no response, and then I, and then I add rectal bleeding, or, you know, the <laughs> underside of my penis head, as using it as a lighter, and, and I've got them in the palm of my hand. You, you know, Bob, we were just talking before I was, you know, doing my number two. Me and Jimmy okay, were talking earlier. Body. <laughs> and uh, we were talking, not to get back to, not to turn to negativeville, but I, you know, I just lost my mother also in uh, December from, uh, from cancer. Did she pass cancer. away or did you my, lose her? No, no, we, no I, I knew where she was. We found her because she, she ended up passing away in the house. You yeah, you do. Once they pass away, you can't find them. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not, not at all, but when, that's, the, that's the kind of humor. That, my gallows humor is kind no, of what listen. I, I fucking yeah. I love I love it. I, I'm, I think sorry, it was, I'm sorry. By the way, thank you, and I'm sorry for you too. Um, with your mother, well, no, but, not if you knew her, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, does it make you look? And I know you have kids. I have young kids also. I have three, three, uh, three young girls. It's like the circle of life. It's like the Lion King. But do you ever? Does it make you look at life differently? Like my mother, she passed that at the house. She wanted to go at house like an old Italian woman, and she had stage four cancer. So we had to watch her last oh, breath. Crap, which I'm not trying to think. I'm not trying to get us depressed. But it make, no, did it make no, you look at life differently? Real upper. Did it make you look at life differently? I mean, that's what I'm saying. A hundred percent. And yeah. I just turned sixty, which is unbelievable to me because I, I, you know, I feel like I'm a. 38 year old guy or something i don't know you don't come off as 60 i mean you know no, your personality dating, is not 60 i've been dating young girls for so long but <laughs> i'm i'm dating a woman now which is really good she's like 80 and um she's in a hospital so that's if i get just get her to sign the docs then everything's gonna be fine that's true as soon as you come you can put the toe tag on why would i say that <laughs> no that's no you're why right would I say that? no actually i could never have an orgasm with a woman uh, that old. I How could, old is uh, your girl? My woman is uh, in her thirties, and in her, uh, I guess I would say late, later thirties, but 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 not really. But uh, you can't say later thirties about your girl because she's not going to like it. So how'd you meet her? Um, through a friend, actually, and uh, she's just a great girl. Do you have a girl right now? No, man. I'm. Uh, you know, I you date, had one. I did, but I date a lot. And when you say girl. Yeah, I mean, some are girls. I mean, some woman, you can say I, that in their quotes. Woman. No, I mean, no, nobody right now. Just, just casual dating, and I kind of like it. 
but a part of me does want to be involved because it gets boring just dating different people. And like, I, I here's what I miss. I don't even miss fucking. I, I miss things like going to the movies and having that person whose opinion you respect to trash the movie with, or watching a dumb documentary with something with a pair of breasts. Like that'd be nice, just to watch well, the documentary exactly, and reach over and grab exactly her breasts. What I love. Or or you sit in a restaurant and you just trash everyone around you. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, dude, I do miss that. That's really fun. Uh, well, I'm, I've got that right now, so I'm on the rise, which is really a positive place to be, and I hope it stays there or at least can plateau there for a while rather than the downfall because I've had, I don't know how many girlfriends. I've buried them all in my yard. <laughs> Were you ever married or... Oh, yeah. I, was, I have three children, so I have three daughters that are older. They're um, 90... Uh, 80 they're old that's one of the women I've been seeing um, and my daughters are, they would like that if they heard this I'm going to have them listen to this so they can hear that part let me ask you um, is there ever a point where you talk about your kids or something and it and it gets weird as a stand I don't have any children I talk about everything my mother has been mad my mother got really time. mad at me if you crap all day long nobody's going to want to fuck you what's that if you crap all day long nobody's going to want to fuck you and no that's just the truth what, what, is that a metaphor? For, what does that mean? No, you're, if you're in the toilet. Oh, shit. I'm just thinking. I'm clinching. I probably have to fuck. I was thinking about what we started the conversation with. I was just doing a callback <laughs> to you making a turd. Now, have you ever, like, when you say something, because I've had my mom get mad at me for stuff I said on the radio. Like, one time, I, was, I seriously was joking. And I said something about, like, my mom. I'm like, I don't know how my dad fucks that woman. Like, I was joking, and that's the oh, way you Christ. should look at your mom. Like, you shouldn't think you... It was a total joke, but she was really mad at me. I'm like, yeah, I love I've you. Had, I was I've kidding. Had a lot of it. How did you resolve it with her? I said, when I'm talking about my mother and my dad, I'm not thinking Gail Norton, my mother. It's just the, my mother. Like, you're just grabbing that word. Well, that's yeah. good press for her. From the... <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking breaking it down into real literal terms, my mom. I'm not thinking of, of her face when I say that. Right. I, I am. When I say stuff, I think about your mom's face. <laughs> she understands that. She doesn't mind it coming from you for some reason. She giggles. There is something about your mother. When someone says something, your, your mother, even when the, when Daryl Hammond and, and Will Farrell on Saturday Night Live and Sean Connery and Alex Trebek, just that old, like, that's what she said. But your mother, there's, there's just there's something funny about making fun of someone's mother because it's so wrong. I mean, that's the woman that, that gave birth to the guy. You can't really... You trash someone's mother, you're either in a street fight or you're with comedian friends. That is true. Comedians are pretty barbaric. Like, there's really nothing. Like, our friend Keith Robinson had a stroke. I don't know if you... Uh, if oh, you... Christ. What the hell? That's you... terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A while ago. He's getting better. How is he? He's getting better. He's, he's, uh, he's a little slowed down, but he's much better than he was even a few weeks ago. He's actually does really... He, does he swim in a circle in the pool? <laughs> no, we're throwing him in, just hoping he doesn't pop back up. He's a fucking creep. <laughs> but no, we tease him. We we tease him, um, you know, because that's what comics do. There's nothing off limits. And when Keith will come into the cellar and hang out, and we're bashing each other, he's he's he, that's when he's laughing the hardest. Is when we're treating each other like comics. So there's really nothing off limits with that. And that's kind of what makes you feel good. Like, you don't want to walk into a comedy club with your friends, and all of a sudden they're all like, hey, hi. Who the I fuck wants that? I used to be like that when I was in my 20s. I was, a, you know, just overly nice. But my irreverence kind of pulled me through. But uh, it was that I was almost like Danny Tanner on Full House as a person. I was just uh, like a mater d'. I was just like, so good to see you. Oh, how are you? And then usually anyone of note, 
comedically just walks away from a person that speaks like that. Well, let me ask you, were you like that because you were Danny Tanner on TV, and all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm doing really well? No, I got the job. Oh, no, before. It was, it was when I was young, I was raised to be nice to people. Oh. You know, be nice, you know, that, that kind of thing, rather than be honest or be how you, how you are. And I, I, before I forget, let me plug Bob's dates. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, just, this is out Thursday. So tonight, the 18th, uh, he's in the Maryland Theater in Hagerstown. Tomorrow, Friday the 19th, you can catch Bob in uh, Baltimore, uh, uh, the Baltimore Soundstage in Baltimore. And then uh, the 20th Time Warner Theater in Washington, D.C. And the 20th. Pardon me, Sunday the 21st at the Sands Bethlehem. I was just there, actually. That's a great gig. So Bob, Bob's a, a really fun stand-up. I think I was the first stand-up that ever was in there. They had a couple music acts, and uh, I had, like, Willie Nelson open it or something. I can't remember. But I love that, and I love playing the Warner. I mean, all of the gigs are good. I mean, they're, they're and I'm going with Mike Young, who's a good friend. And so I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. And then next week, after after blowing out four days of of whatever profane new stuff I'm working on. And uh, then some of the other stuff that I have that the audience actually wants, which always makes me happy that, you know, and like I do my comedy music, which isn't my comedy music's not bullshit. You know, it's like there are songs I write that are about, you know, a dog that licked my balls and the audience likes it and they sing it with me because they know it and, and nobody gets hurt. But then I come back and I shoot a fuller house episode next week. So oh, <laughs> literally, shit. Uh, listen, my I, bipolar life has not stopped. Dude, I can't goof on that, man. My wife loves the Full House. She has my kids it's watching unbelievable. it. They I'm love so it. High. No, they love it. That's like, I mean, they're obsessed. Now they got the Fuller House. I mean, I'm, I mean, listen. I mean, I used to think, oh yeah, they're watching Full House. That's great on Netflix. What, how, what, what harm could that bring? And then you know, fucking DJ's going to a makeout party. She's anorexic. She's dropping dead on the stand. I'm like, what the fuck are my kids watching? Yeah, you got to talk. Well, the show was written so you parents would have discussions with the kids. So yeah, that's true. But now, <laughs> and, and I always heard all these thirty years that it was never. It's never been off television. Full House. That it's been on Naked Night or ABC Family when it was on. And it's ne- literally never went off TV, which has not really happened with any show ever. And you know they're not going to be running the Cosby Show anytime soon. You know, so um, that's pretty much the best thing that ever happened to Full House. <laughs> No, yeah, they're they're obsessed with it. You know what I'm obsessed with, and I don't want to bring up. I hope it's, I hope it's not a negative thing because I fucking it's a cold classic with certain circles. It's no, fucking but... dirty war- work, man. I mean, I know, what's I know. Dirty dirty, oh, I'm proud dirty, of that. What Thank are you, you saying? What's dirty work, Jimmy? Yes. How da- aren't you a friend with Bob Saget? I love Bob Saget. How dare you to even ask me? I don't know what dirty work is. What the fuck? I don't know a lot dirty of dirty work. You want me to yeah, smack him? It's a movie that you would have been great in. Actually, it, it's a movie that's a that snuff Norman film. Donald wrote with Frank Sebastiano oh, and Fred Wolf. And Frank was the original writer of it. And then um, it was an MGM movie that I directed. And it starred Norm and Artie Lang. And it was Chris Farley's last movie. And oh, wow. Don, Rick- Don Rickles was in it. Jack Warden. Oh, man. It's fucking Chris Jesus. Chris McDonald, Chevy Chase. A lot of, oh. It was really quite a special, quite an quite a interesting, hard thing to do. And um, people love it. You know, it was a 15-year-old boy's movie. But we were released the weekend that Michael Jordan was playing his last a uh, couple games with the Bulls. So uh, our audience, the 15-year-old boys, didn't show up. And you knew you were fucked by the studio when the poster said, coming soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you, though, because I know you're saying it's a 15-year-old boy movie, but I heard before in, in interviews with Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang, how, and even yourself, it was supposed to be a raunchy fucking movie, Yeah, it no? was an R-rated movie. They made me cut six minutes out of it. And 
<laughs> I fought it, but I wasn't in much of a position. It was my first feature directing, and uh, it was not something they would let us leave in. Really funny shit, too. I would, I would like to do a director's cut, but Norm's been talking about um, making a sequel called Dirty Work 2, and then the byline below it is, Keep Artie Alive! <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. You, you should see it. It's a fun. It's just a fun movie. Well, Anytime and, it's and on, I watch. A lot of love it. there. I mean, I, I, Norm. You know, we're all of the same mold. I mean, I love Norm. I love Artie. I mean, they're they're our friends, and um, yeah. So it was, it was a special experience, and people really do, do respond well to it. Yeah, what was I'm something? Uh, well, sorry. What was something you had to cut out of it that you wanted to keep in? I'm sorry, Jim. What was something you had to cut out of it? The thing that was great was I had these doubt. Uh, there was a there was a scene that the guys had written where uh, Norman already wanted to get back at these frat guys who were real assholes, and they're in the movie, but you don't see what really fuels their anger. What Norman already do, the, pre- the premise of the movie is they need to raise $25,000 to buy Jack Ward and their father a new heart. And so they decide to go into a business where they screw people over for money. And so somebody says, my boss is treating me bad, and David Koechner was an asshole, and Trailer Howard was his, uh, working for him. And so Norm pretended that they had dead hookers in the trunks of his brand-new cars on a live car <laughs> commercial. And uh, they weren't dead hookers, but they pretended they were dead for the purposes of ruining this guy. So they got paid to do that. So the thing that was, that's in the movie, what was cut from the movie is they go to this frat house because these guys are being real assholes, and they get a they take a box of donuts and they they hand it to the guys and the guys open the the donuts and they go eating them all after they've been assholes to Norman Artie and at the bottom is a Polaroid picture and the Polaroid is are is uh, is Artie and Norm naked with donuts on their dicks <laughs> that's and hilarious so we, used like, we used like five donuts on Artie's dick and like six or seven on Norm's and the way we did it was you know it was a little more civilian a little more gorilla we basically just um put underwear on them with a dowel with a, just a wooden dowel and stacked donuts on them and just airbrushed out that they made them look naked and so it looked like they had erections it's, it's now it would be PG13 but um that was one of the things. And there was a you know, it'd be really funny if you had put like six on Norm and only two on Artie. That would have been great. Only two. <laughs> we talked about it, but we didn't want to hurt him that bad. He was wearing... <laughs> the producer, Bob Simons, just kept wanting real tight shirts on Artie. Like, the, you know, take a guy who's got a little bit of girth to him and just make the tightest possible shirt you could put on him. You yeah, know? like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. The greatest shirt ever was that fucking shirt, that Scotty shirt that he wore with his little gut hanging out of it. Yeah. You know, God damn it! His his law his death. Of, you, you mentioned certain people, and now that I mean, I'm I'm fucking sixty, which it seems impossible. It seems like only yesterday you were texting me. You wanted me to jerk you off because you thought I was some girl. That is true. I sent Bob one time years ago a text message that was meant for a massage therapist who jerks me off. And how'd it go? I said, uh, "Hey, I need a hand. Are you busy?" And it was, and Saget wrote back, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh, it was meant for a girl who that was our code word. Hey, can you lend me a hand?" And she would, uh, she would come over and give me a hand job. And I and I said, "Hey, dude, this is Bob Saget. You know, it's Bob. It's Bob. But if you want me to do it, I mean, you were I, a good I could egg maybe about be it. Be there in an hour. You were a great guy about it. You didn't judge me. You didn't scold me. You did offer to help out. I mean, it was very. It was actually hilarious." Because you went, sorry, I thought you were this girl who really jerks me off. And, you went, she, and then you went, she really does. 
<laughs> well, it's weird. I, I don't want you to think it was to you. That's just too weird and homoerotic. I don't want to think I was hitting on you. Hey, um, so let me, let me plug your dates again before we wrap up. Thursday the 18th, which is tonight, um, you will be at the Maryland Theater in Hagerstown. Friday, uh, tomorrow night, back Baltimore Soundstage in Baltimore. I don't know why I'm saying that with a fucking Baltimore accent. Um, such a fucking fake. Saturday the 20th, the Warner in Washington, D.C., and then Sunday the 21st, the Sands Bethlehem in Bethlehem, P.A., and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, man. I, I, uh, Me too. I and you know you. I'll be in. I can't wait to come in. I mean, I was in a couple times with uh, you and Opie and coming in to plug that play I did. And I loved it. And going out, and that was such a good experience. That was, like, really, really special to me. And that, But then when I go do stand-up, there's something so freeing about it. Because you're just, and, I, and, that, and that was like a kind of play that I would do a million more performances of because it's about as close to perfect writing but and my stand-up is not but i'm i'm working on it and um i'll have a new special you where are you shooting yours in october october 7th i'm shooting at the lincoln theater it's where i shot monster rain for hbo in 2007 so I'm, i wanted right. to return there and shoot again oh yeah that's right you shot oh no you shot in new york it was four of us shooting for Skirball. hbo that's right you were at the skirball and then me dl hughley and david tell shot at the uh at that gig, at the uh, Lincoln. Yeah, with, with the same producer, John Irwin, if I recall. That's right. He was very good, too. Yeah, he's really good. He's a nice guy, which you can't say. Who's ever said that about a producer? <laughs> I know. Normally, well, we all say it, but none of us ever mean it. You know, when publicly, <laughs> we never badmouth producers, but we all do say it. No, most of them are scumbags. Yep. <laughs> and Bob, before you take off, do you watch any of the mixed martial arts? Do you ever watch UFC or anything? I, once in a while, turn it on, but I don't need to. I just put on CNN now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say things are fucked, but I mean, I mean, the Brazil doesn't have water. Doesn't, hasn't that hurt their business forever? I, I think there's so many problems in Brazil. I mean, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. I mean, but they invented bikini waxing. They did some good stuff. That yeah. is true. Thank God. Every time I but see the, a nice clean asshole, I'm like, thank you, South America. There's nothing like a good, clean asshole. <laughs> but the thing is, they go and invent that, but you don't realize it's getting cleaned with, like, green water. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess So it's there. not even, you really can't, if you like that kind of thing and you want to put your tongue back there, which might gross out some people, but there's a lot of people into it, you know, you can't, you can't do that now that you know the water's not good. So the water they use... Well, do they use water when they do a wax? Yeah, they got to. I mean, they got to wash something down, don't they? Oh, shit. Now I'm getting depressed. Let's talk about our dead mothers again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about your mother. And God, I'm sorry about yours, give, buddy. Give Keith my best, would you? Oh, man. Yes, I will, buddy. I'll see him probably tonight. And nice talking yeah, to you, Bob. That uh, strokes, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, and you can get through them. And um I know that's what was happening before this podcast started. There was a lot of strokes going on. And there will be as soon as we're done. That's what we do. I can't wait. You guys hang up. You just jerk off. Yeah. We, do. we start actually, as we're wrapping up, We start. you'll hear the sp us spitting in our hands. <laughs> I'm pulling down my knee undies I, I, now. I can't jerk off with my own spit. You know, I, just I can't, can't either. Nah, Lupiderm, some kind of lotion. There's been times, Bob. No, I just Bob. get other people. I'll get anybody. The mailman, anybody can spit in my hand. It just can't be my own. I have a, I have a phobia. You know what's embarrassing is there's times when I'm traveling and I'll go into a hotel and if there's no hand, if I forget to bring hand lotion and there's none in my room, I actually, there's one time I went down to the front desk. I'm like, I got really dry skin. Now the person knows I want to jerk off. I'm like, is there right. any, you have any body lotion? And the you lady looked at me, oil? she looked at me in disgust and she's like, no, sir. 
I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I well, can't I'm use that. Well, Brad, I never stay in a hotel that doesn't have uh, body <laughs> lotion. Yeah. But I will tell you that, you know, and there's no vending machines usually when I stay in a hotel. Not for lotion. I'm a spoiled asshole, but I've earned it. I'm 60. I work hard. Yeah. Whatever. Who, who cares about me? But, but I will say that you can get lotion in a hotel. And, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes you'll stay in the nicest suite that exists. And you'll go, okay, here's the lotion. This is gonna, I've got a little bit of time, and I've just got to do this because I've got a lot of nervous energy or whatever reason. And the lotion's got all kinds of eucalyptus and lavender. and Yeah, lavender. Bu- yes. Burn a hole Sorry. through your cock. You I, gotta, burn, I think you can burn. It's, I think second-degree burns. Oh, uh, fuck. I don't use lotion, so I don't know what either one of you guys are the, talking are about. Are you serious? Now what do I you do? Just have, use just a woman? No, I use my hand angrily alone. No, no, no <laughs> lotion. Oh, so you do you do the dry thing? You move, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you can dislocate your your cock skin from the sinews that are your cock. So the shows will be this weekend, and I'm really excited about them. <laughs> oh man, what a pleasure! This has been an honor for me. Oh. I, mean, I know it's not maybe not a big deal for Jimmy because you guys know We're each friends. other. Yeah, well, you guys are buddies. For me, well, Jim and Jim and huge. I have a thing. We've done a lot of we've done some fun stuff together. That Montreal thing was really fun. Um, uh, oh yeah, well that was the what was it a gala? Yeah, yeah I love Bob. See how yeah. much fun it was. You don't even remember. <laughs> no, you know why? Because I was thinking about the traveling virus tour we did. That's what, in two thousand. Well, that actually was because we had. I mean, we had everybody there. We Charlie. had Louie. We had we had Tracy. I mean, that was a Patrice was uh, on those shows. Otto and yeah. George, Greg Giraldo. Yeah, they, those were amazing. Yeah, it was that. That doesn't happen a lot where you get that. And, and you know, and, and it's it's amazing that last summer Amy Schumer went out with Judd Apatow, and they did. They kind of replicated it in their own way, and they sold out big places. Which is, uh, I like when comedians that I like are, are doing. A, a, a tour and making comedy is as big as rock and roll sometimes. I like when I'm involved with it. I don't like when they're doing it and I'm not involved. I, mean, listen. I understand. <laughs> but you, you don't use lotion, so you don't care. <laughs> Fucking really. yeah, I guess You're I a ruffian. Used to it. Right, you buddy. beat the shit out of your cock. I really do, and it doesn't cut down on sensitivity at all. You ever slam it in a drawer or hit it with a stapler? At this point, I wouldn't even feel it, to be honest with you. Of course, it cuts down sensitivity. My dick is like when a When I was callus. doing Full House, the way Dave and John would get me to get through it is they would both hold me by the arms, and I'd go, God, I hate my cock. I hate it. And I'd try to punch myself in the cock, and they'd pull me off of it like they were getting me out of a bar fight. Because that's how I dealt with being there. That's how you dealt with the stress? <laughs> and, yeah, and meanwhile, you know, I'm doing one next week, and it's the number one show on Netflix. And kids can watch this thing; they don't know that I hated my cock years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and when my kids are watching it, I'm definitely not going to let them know about that. But uh... well, the second season is going to be great. It's actually I did a few of them, and uh, I'm, it's really they really did a good job. I mean, Whoa. it's a freaking show. For, it's like Star Trek, except, you know. They love it. No, the the, it's being watched at the Sarah household, I'll tell you that much. Hey, man, it's been an honor. If Dirty Work Dirty Work 2 comes out, I'm the first one in fucking line, I'm telling you right now. All right. There's <laughs> going to be a lot of old people. You're going to need to wear special glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Take it easy. Jim, I'll see you soon, man. Yes, buddy. Good talking to you as always. Take care, you Bob. You too. Be you good, too. Bob. Have a great one. Thanks, man. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Bob's God, a was, genuinely was, a good guy. Uh, he seems like such a nice guy. All right, Jimmy. Hey, listen. What a what another fun-filled day. Next time we got uh, Dana White and Amy Schumer. Oh, that's oh, that's fucking huge. That's Say that sh- again. What? Dana White and Amy Schumer uh, next yeah. Tuesday. Uh, I can't wait. 
All right, buddy. We'll FaceTime later. Let's okay? go make out. All right, bye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.